Welcome back, everyone, to another Sack Manager for Season 10. This is Episode 140. Season 10, Episode 140. It sounds like we're achieving achieving a lot. (laughs) I'm John. I'm John. And on this episode, obviously, this is coming out after the Brentford game. We will have a a review of the match, uh, obviously, in one of our future episodes. We're going to try something a bit different uh, for this particular season, or at least this week, and see how it goes. And just do, <laughs> I think, a few sort of shorter, bite-sized sort of episodes rather than the big data dump. Uh, so... Let's start off this episode with the big thing that happened at the end of at the end of last week that certainly I never thought that we would get to this point, even though it has threatened over the last probably two or three years. And that is the transfer of Harry Kane from Tottenham to Bayern Munich. I'm going to there are quite a few different sort of things that I've sort of written down and and I guess we're coming at this after four, maybe five days by the time we probably release this afterwards. And I think that had we have done an episode like last Friday night or Saturday morning when when everything sort of hit the fan, there would have been a lot of hate and anger and disappointment and so forth. And that might still exist. But I think one of the things that I have found just looking on social media is that there seems to be an element of the fan base that has come to terms with this. Perhaps, you know, this is three years in the making where it was like every year is that, that he has been with us for the past sort of two or three seasons has been a bit of a blessing in disguise, um, you know, but the idea was that, you know, Really, you know, are we are we realistically ever going to win a title, you know, um, or a cup or or any sort of trophy, given how we have disrespected FA Cups and League Cups and and all of these other things? So I've got some notes written down, but I'm going to throw over to you first for your reaction. And first of all, are you have you calmed down? Are you <laughs> are you still angry? Like, um, is uh, are you Enoch out, Levy out, all of that sort of thing? Yeah, you know, where do you stand? Or are you part of the fan base that has that is perhaps a little bit more mature and thinking that yeah, that this transfer made a lot of sense? Uh, no one really um, puts me and mature in the same sentence. So <laughs> don't know what's going on then. <laughs> Uh, well, do you remember? I think I was messaging you, messaging you all quite a bit just before that. And I, the closer we were getting to the match, it was like, oh, he'll probably stay. He'll probably stay. Levy's not going to get rid of him now. You know, it was getting closer. And I know the understanding was that it had to happen before the Brentford game. So if it happened before, then he would go. But even so, I was thinking the closer we got, no, he's going to stay because I think the change of tactics uh, for Spurs meant he was going to score a lot of goals um, the way we were going to play. And, you know, maybe that would give us, I know people were saying, and giving the economic view, well, you know, he's going to go to anyone he wants in a year's time. 
And I thought, well, I'm prepared for that if we get him for one more year, you know. And then they, they gave the club a year to try to get him on a new contract. You know, the guy is a fitness fanatic. You know, he takes his job very seriously. So this guy can last probably to his 36, 37 at, at the top level. Like a lot of sort of growing players have. you got Lewandowski. There's all these others, non-goalkeepers. You know, we could talk about Ronaldo, etc., who are in their late 30s but still playing because of their training and eating regime and et cetera. So they want to continue to play as long as possible. That is a really great point because somebody said to me like at work on, on, on Monday, they sort of said, you know, they heard about the transfer and all that sort of thing. They're not really involved in EPL, but they just knew the whole economic thing about why on earth would buy and pay a hundred million in excess of a hundred million with all the add-ons and so forth. Um, for somebody that is like a 30 years going into his 31st year and, you know, with only one year left on the contract. And one of the things I said is that Bayern have a real history of, of you know, making players' ages seem not that important. And exactly. Lewandowski is, is a perfect example. And then he went to, is it Barcelona? It's Barcelona now. Yeah, even yeah. better so, side. Yeah, yeah. So he was there like last year. So, yeah. um, so they they definitely didn't even care about the whole no, no. third thirty year old sort of thing. And as you said, Kane is a player that seemingly, for me, almost has five great seasons left in him. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah. Look, and I I think as well. Um, they recognize that type of player. They would have done a deep dive to see what he, who he was, what he does. He, you know, when they talk about model professionals, he's one of them. He's beyond that. He will, you know, every, he would get that try aim for that extra 1% all the time. So he's not like, oh, I'm happy with this. No, he would do extra training, extra fitness. He's probably got his own chef or whatever they do, you know. And yeah, he's at that point in his life where he realizes that, um, I could continue. And with modern science, especially sports science, they he could do that. If you're serious, if you're not down the pub or, you know, having your bangers and mash, you can really, you know, really extend your career by, you know, normally people 30, you'd be thinking, okay, he's got two more years if he's lucky. Bayern have given him four years, so 34 which they think they could, and they wouldn't do that if they didn't think he, he's fit enough or he's mentally strong enough to do that work to hit that point. So going back to that, though, I didn't think he was going to go. And then suddenly on Twitter, I was following that. Uh-oh. There was all those rumors. He's heading to the airport. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, no. They've stopped him. <laughs> he said, don't. I think I told you that. I broke that yeah. news to you. Don't catch, you can't, he's not allowed to catch the plane. So supposedly he went to a family home near, how many, how many cousins? This is and, the thing, it's like it's right near Stansted. So. Yeah. <laughs> what a coincidence. Um, and then I think, I think I went to bed after that. And then the next day there was those pictures of him in that van outside of Bay going, getting his, um, medical and all this kind of stuff. And then that really floored me. And I was really, really angry that the club would do that. I hate to their new coach, but also to the team. Um, so I was really angry with that. And 
and, you know, we know that Harry Kane's wanted to go for a few years now. You know, he tried to go to City a few, you know. Um, so I can understand his point of view. I mean, look, it, this one, it hurts. But for me, it was when Glenn Hoddle had had enough and he, he went to France and played for Monaco. That hurt the most because for me, it was like he leaves and then we've got Waddle. It's like, oh, can you imagine that side with both of them? And then... And then you know, didn't Lineker, Lin- like like for me, Lineker was coming because Waddle was there and then yeah. Waddle left himself. Waddle left, the Marseille, yeah. I think and then suddenly, yeah, and then when Waddle left and then Gaza came and then Lineker left and it's like we were always short of one or two great players around that era. It's just basically the bad management of those owners at the time just meant we had to send them away. I mean, they couldn't have, you know, even other players like Roberts and Hazard had to were pushed out because they needed the money um, and how well that worked out. Uh, but, yeah, so for a moment, for a day, I was really angry, really annoyed, only because of my belief that he would stay and give it a season. Um, and then he could have gone anywhere. I mean, even he could have gone to Man U, City, anyone he wanted. Well, not, probably not City, but he could have gone to Chelsea, he could have, well, maybe, <laughs> you don't know, you know, but he could have gone Man U, Man U, you know, that was their, their main target. He could have gone to any of those clubs for free. So whatever sign-on, fee, he would have got a sign-on fee, which would have meant, you know, millions and millions. He would have gone to a club that is aiming to win the league for one of those sides. So I don't, I, that I didn't understand, that he went to Bain. Maybe... That could have been because of his loyalty to Spurs. And I don't know. But I don't know how he, he's, he thinks. Um, but I go on. So so like I I would I can answer well, I can give you my my point of view on that sort of bit. And I just don't think I, I think the way that Levy was thinking was that he was concerned about the fan base when he rocked up to to play Spurs in a Chelsea shirt or a, I don't think he would have got a Chelsea shirt, but you never know because of the whole Pochettino thing, right? Mm. Um, you know, or in a Man United shirt and then for him to score against us and to celebrate. Like, for me, it's always been, and we've known this, I think he's been quite, the, or, or the reports have always been, he's been quite vocal that if he was to go, he is to go to another league. And there's a few people that have been downgrading the Bundesliga. You know me. I I have I actively watch maybe a game or at least the highlights and all that sort of thing. So I try to stay active with as many leagues as possible. And I don't think it's a Mickey Mouse league. I, you know, when you've got, you know, Dortmund, Eintracht, Frankfurt, um, uh, you know, and all these other sorts of ones, Cologne, you know, um, Schalke and so forth. I mean, these are big European clubs that if you are playing against them, you we have respect. So it's not a Mickey Mouse League, you know. Um, it, the Mickey Mouse Leagues for me is La Liga, you know, with the with the Las Palmas, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, you know and Paul those Las sorts Palmas. of types. <laughs> and, you know, and then the, the gulf between the bottom and the top is uh, is is a lot more shorter in the Bundesliga than what it is in oh, some yeah, of these yeah. other leagues. But so I, I I think that he was quite um he was very conscious 
I think, about that, that if he was going to play, and I definitely think that there are some clauses in there that we have the, at least the first option to buy back. Perhaps, yes. That, you know, I, I, I would say that that is an absolute must for Levy because I don't think that, you know, I think this kind of for Levy is like, it's goodbye for now, but we'll see. We we definitely want you to come back in a cup, you know, to maybe even if it's just to play out your last year and go for the record and all that sort of thing, you know. I mean, for me, he would need two seasons to get 40 goals at a minimum, you know, if he came back in oh, three yeah, or four years sort true. of time. Um, so so that that for me is, I think where the buying thing is. Um, I don't know if you watched the Optus Sport, the, the pre-match, and they had, like, Glenn Hoddle. They had um, – uh, who's the Chelsea striker? Hasselbank and, um, and, and, and Michael Owen. And they were all, like, mystified that why wouldn't Harry Kane see out and then go to Liverpool or go to, you know, Man City? And I'm going, that that is not what Levy wants, you know. No, but, <laughs> but, but the, the thing – to counter that is that Harry Kane could have said no, I'm not going oh, to Bain. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, he... I, I think yeah. but Bain had done all that work on them. Yeah. So we, so the only team that had came up a, a, with his name was Bain. There was no one really during that summer where, you know, and it was because of Tuchel. He wanted him. Yeah. And then Bain wanted to accommodate that and say, okay, let's push. Um. Because he, because really, if that agreement hadn't happened before, because probably Harry Kane goes, well, this is my chance to go. And maybe he wanted to at least have have the club make some money off him, you know, which is whatever they paid for him. Um, it's all free money, really, to Spurs. <laughs> but maybe he, that was his last act to say, okay, I'm, I will go overseas. Spurs will make some money off me. And then you never know I can come back. But because really for him, he could have just said, no, I'll play another season and then I'll go wherever I want. And then that way he's got 20 goals in the EPL this coming year. And wherever he goes, he'll play another two, three years. He'll smash the Shearer record. And I know Shearer was happy to even drive him to Germany. <laughs> yeah. But because if you ask a lot of these strikers, what – what did you? What would you want? Like for instance, I think if Shira, I think they asked Shira, did you? What did you cover? Covet most your goal scoring record or your Premier League Championship with Blackburn? He goes, I'm a striker. That's what I do. So to him, the record was more important, and that record, if it doesn't get broken, will last another 10, 20 years, or until Haaland scores another whatever. But you know what I mean. He's always going to be at the top of the file for the EPL. Let's just say that is not. I think Greaves has got more goals. Jimmy this Greaves. Is, yeah, I wanted to bring this up because this kind of irks me a little bit, you know. And I know that we've brought this up on many, many uh, of our previous episodes over the years, over the decade, I could say now. Yeah. Um, that you know, like we seem to forget about Division One. Like it, like it means nothing. But yet, you know, like individually, every club will celebrate their strikers. I mean, if you look at Liverpool, 
you know, you're looking at the, you know, the guys like um, Ian Rush, for example. Yeah, Dal you Gleish. Know, Gleish, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and for us, you know, it's the Jimmy Greaves of the world, um, et cetera, um, who has scored way more than, than Alan yeah. Shearer. Yeah, so we're talking only Premier League records. So, and I just wonder, right, that, you know, because, you know, Jimmy Greaves has that amazing record, um, that you know the 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 Kane, you know, if he played for X amount of years, he'd probably get there, right? But you know, he's it's it's a lot more larger. I mean, it, it like I think right now Shearer is maybe what fifth on the uh, on the all time scoring oh, really? charts. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that. Uh, let me just uh, I'll I'll have to double check that. All right. um, yeah, I no, did look- I did have a look there, but but I guess yeah that. If he was to break the record, it's not like he's the greatest Spurs. You know, he's just the greatest Spurs player. Yes. In um and, and uh, you know in the in the, in only the Premier League era, which is like literally from what ninety one was it ninety two um, or ninety two? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're so it's thirty right. years. Thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And and don't get me wrong, that is still a major feat. But like, why? Yeah, it it it. It's um it baffles me how they don't want to include yeah the old records into it like um well it's, it's like- all encompassing and and it's deliberate though it's it's Sky and Murdoch controlling what you see so by just talking only about the EPL it raises and enhances it because that's all and with young fans coming through to them that's all they've got that's yeah. all. when they talk about people and their records yeah. it's only that 30 years of the EPL that gets mentioned and not before that so because I'll- then suddenly you know Shearer is so great but it's like yeah he was a good striker but there were better strikers before 92 and here they are Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, you know, in, in two centuries' time, who knows, they probably will include everything because, you know, the EPL probably will no longer exist. It will become the Super Premier League and then super and all of these <laughs> sorts of the, things. The Super Duper League, welcome. <laughs> it, it, exactly, exactly. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, like right now, we've talked a little about the situation. Mm. How are you feeling now? Are you a little bit more relaxed? I'm like, fine. Like, I'm fine. It's yeah. It's history now. It it was it mattered for a day because I was annoyed at Levy accepting such an offer so late before the game, before the first premier. I thought he's going to say no now. Well, we're too close to the first game, and so to do that, and then now I don't know what plans they have, or how they're going to spend that money, because a lot of it is spend it was come. You know, it's in suitcases. It's flown over to London. The still the, it's still in Deutschmark, isn't yeah. it? Uh, Euros, so that's all right. Um, but it it can be spent. So the um, so now we have that opportunity if we do it right to actually get some players. We can buy another centre back, maybe another midfielder, definitely a striker, or you know, and hopefully not Lukaku. And um, that way. We can he can appease some of us to say, okay, look, all right, he he's gone, but we've got replacements, and then you know we'll sell also sell some other players. But here we go. And now watching the Brentford game, I was fine. I, it's kind of like this is a new era. I was just more relieved that the style has changed back mm. to what it should have been. 
Um, I so, mean, two two final things for me. I, I think that everyone has kind of calmed down purely because, and 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 I I just wonder if if Levy was very strategic about when to accept the offer because we have a game to consume us to take our minds off it. Yeah, and, much probably. And, and the fact that we didn't get belted seven nil, um, <laughs> you know, on the seven counters for seven goals or something oh. like that. Yeah, you, you know, playing Ange ball and all that sort of thing. Which I, I think there was probably a very small minority of the fans that probably thought we're going to get ready for the ride of our life, right, with this uh, attacking football. But what's the defense going to look like? Um, and we'll get mm. we'll get into that in a in a future episode. But um, the yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. So I, I thought that was very strategic from that sort of point of view. The other thing to consider is what this does. Like we think about, like how are we going to replace those thirty goals from last year and all that sort of thing. I totally get that. But now, does Harry Kane not being there all of a sudden just sort of open up a whole different range of possibilities to to Ange to say, okay, well we can try Richarlison up front. And then for the other one, we can bench him and then we can play Son up front and have Kulisewski behind him and you know, whatever whatever formation might suit a different sort of opponent. Whereas, you know, there would have been that thing is you have to play Kane in that position. And by the way, he likes to play deep and also provide balls as well. And what I sort of looked at on the Brentford game, and we'll get into the match review, not now, but in a different, was that, maybe that sort of style of play wasn't necessarily going to fit into what I saw on, on the telly. Well, I think with that start with a new style of play, the responsibility for scoring goals is over a number of players. So you're looking at maybe six players who one of their responsibilities is to score goals. So I think with Postacoglu, it's like, okay, he's gone, but the way we play that I've got, half a dozen players who part of their role is to shoot and to score. So, you know what I mean? So I think most fans, or well, I think we, we understand that. So we might not miss that 30 goals because it would be spread across six, seven players as opposed to one and a half. So who knows? Cool. Okay. Well, I sort of get the feeling that, um, and I think I'm sort of very much aligned with you that, um, I was pretty grouchy and grumpy on, <laughs> uh, on the weekend. But yeah. I think now after seeing that on the weekend and really sort of thinking about things, I mean, there is going to be a life without Kane in three years or four years, What, whatever it was, if he was to sign another deal with us. Um, I think that yeah, by all means, I am totally like, we're never ever going to be, you know, whoever we get in is never ever going to replace it. But I think that it opens up some other opportunities to, as you sort of say, you know, share the goals around and That's and, right. and work it out and so forth. Um, anything last before we shut off this particular uh, episode? No, the future's still the future. So let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, for those listening, uh, thank you for your patronage and uh, check in for the next episode, um, which should automatically roll on after this one. So, so we hope. <laughs> come on, you first. Coys. <laughs>